right, and you're listening to Ramblin' About Washington. I'd like to welcome to the show host of NFL Game Day Kickoff, which airs every Thursday at 6 p.m. on NFL Network and on Good Morning Football Weekend, Miss Colleen Wolf. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. This is great. I'm excited for this. I've been looking forward to it. Hey, I appreciate you for coming on with me. I appreciate you as an analyst, a media personality, because, I mean, you can see when people are being a character of themselves on TV or have like a TV personality. You're just a regular Philly <laughs> joint, like you like to say on social media. Yeah, you know it. Uh, I If I could have been an actress, like I would have just gone that route, but I am uh, not great at acting. And there's really, I think it's funny because uh, so many times in my career, like I would get unsolicited advice from people and like constructive criticism. That's great. No problem. I can take it. I love feedback. But when I would get these like pointers about like changing my style and my voice and everything else, I'm like, nah, I'm, uh, I'm good. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna keep doing this because it's uh, easy also <laughs> and uh, it works. So here we are. See, I can appreciate that. You're unapologetically yourself. You know what I'm saying? We're not all for everybody. I like to say, I like to say I'm not for everybody, but I am for most. So <laughs> I like that saying, no, it's true. And it is funny because there are, uh, I've worked with a lot of people over the years that um, are like that, how you kind of described. And then off camera, they're totally different and so much cooler. And I'm always like, what, what, why, why are you doing that? Like, that's not helping you at all. Like, this is way better. Stick with that. So we have a lot of good ones at NFL Network, though. Hell yeah, y'all doing big things over there. And I'm not trying to stir up any network beef between y'all and the four-letter company, but what are your opinions on this fake high school Bishop Sycamore story? Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I just saw that this morning. That's wild. That is so crazy. crazy. I I was watching, um, I guess it was like, was it Lisa Salter's talk about it today um, on ESPN? Yeah, but. This, it, that is that's a crazy story and I honestly like nothing really surprises me at this point but that that one was up there I was like hold on wait what happened yeah that's like honestly like I couldn't believe it I thought this was some twitter fabricated story at first like how do you put a fake school on national tv <laughs> the coach is a criminal they're out here robbing the, the state at hotels and oh my god it is so, so embarrassing too <laughs> like and, and the fact that they had to own up to that the way that they did imagine like getting that first email or text message or whatever, like, yo, this might be a problem. Uh, like who's gonna, how are we going to do this? How are we going to deal with it? I can't even imagine. I'm so glad it wasn't me. I can't even imagine what pre-production was like. Cause you're sitting here going over players and you're like, yo, we don't know shit about these players on the other team. Right. Right. Oh my God. Yeah. Crazy. What, what made you get into sports? Like how, how young or how soon did you know in life that sports was your calling? So it's such an interesting question because I like growing up, I was a figure skater. Um, so I was a competitive figure skater and I was always really, um, 
I, I was like a little bit of an athlete, but I was, I was really good at figure skating, but like, I never was like into the traditional sports. Like my eye hand coordination isn't great. I have a broken finger right now from Kurt Warner's pass and training camp. Like I I'm fragile. Uh, so I, um, I never really had, uh, aspirations of doing this. It was kind of something that I fell into, uh, and it's really only because when I went to college, I needed an internship. Um, because I went to Drexel in Philly and they do six months of work, six months of school and all of the co-ops and internships that they had, of course, everything's unpaid. And so it's like, what, what are we doing here? Why am I paying to go to school and then working for free? Not, none of that makes any sense, uh, which I'm still paying off student loans. Awesome. Uh, but I'm like, uh, all right, all of these internships are like, you know, Home Shopping Network and QVC. And I'm like, that's not, that's not what I want to do. <laughs> so I, um, there was an internship at the Sports Talk radio station in Philly, WIP. And I um, wanted, I was like, that sounds kind of cool. Like uh, working at a radio station in college. Awesome. Sign me up. And so I ended up working on their morning show and the first day of work there, I walked in and was like, wait a second, what? People get paid to do this? <laughs> they were just like ripping on each other, ripping on all of the teams in the city and it just, and laughing about it. And it was so much fun. And so I was like, all right, I, I, I could do this. And I was like, like I, I followed um, the Sixers when Allen Iverson and Nikobe Mutombo and Eric Snow, like, and they went on their playoff run. And that was my first kind of interaction with sports where I was like, okay, cool. This is what is happening here. Because my family wasn't a big sports family. We didn't grow up with like the Eagles on Sunday. I had to teach my dad the rules of football. Like once I got into it, I was like, okay, here, let's sit down. This is down in distance, like very basic stuff. So it was, it's a really weird uh, route that I took to get into all of this. But then once I started, I was like, well, I got to I made it like a competition with myself. So I'm like, can, can I do it? Because everybody here seems really competitive and I'm not figure skating anymore. So I got to like do something else. So I ended up just like watching as many games as I could, reading the sports section, listening to sports talk radio, like buying like football for dummies, basketball for dummies, hockey's for dummies, like all of it, baseball for dummies. I was just like, I need to figure out how to do this. And then I just like took every single job I possibly could like behind the camera to do, to learn it all. And, uh, it's, uh, somehow it paid off. Oh, that's awesome, man. I see you, but that's, so how's, what's the media like in Philly? Cause I know what it's like in, I'm from, I'm a Virginia guys, DC sports media. I know what it's like around here, but I know how you Philadelphians are. Y'all are, y'all are a different crop of people. Like I'm, I haven't even, I haven't had the courage to go to the link yet. Cause I'm like 95% <laughs> positive that I talk so much. I'm going to get jumped if I go up there. Mm -hmm. So what, what's the Philadelphia media like? Oh, I mean, the media, it, it's just like the fan base. We're very soft spoken and inviting and just like very welcoming overall uh yeah exactly uh it's you know it's so funny because that was my first exposure to sports media and honestly that was the best thing that could have ever happened to me because it is such an interesting bunch it's 
It's like high school. Philly, Philly media is like your, your neighborhood high school and there's cliques and there's people that don't get along. I mean, there was like basically a fist fight that broke out in the Eagles locker room one year, like between media members, not between the players. Like, so, uh, it's, but I will say that if anyone tries to come at anyone in Philly media, like everyone will stand up for that person. It's like, it's like a, having like your own family. Like, you know, if somebody tries to make fun of your family, your brother, your sister, it's like, no, 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 no. Only I can do that. Like, who do you think you are? Like, I'm the only one that's supposed to be landing these right now. So it's a, it's a, it's a group that is an acquired taste, I would say, but I love them because they're my own. (laughs) Oh yeah. It's like family, but (laughs) I get get what you mean. Cause a lot of infighting between like Washington football team fans. Like we, we fight each other every day, but once the season start, we turn that energy to the rest of the NFC East. We yeah. are a different breed though. Like you guys cheer for Santa Claus getting hurt and cheer for, <laughs> oh my cheer for people with injuries. Y'all eat horse shit. After Listen. Okay. Well, break. that's, this is not all of us. This is, this is not all of us. <laughs> and let me tell you, that was a really dark moment when I saw that clip, like everything, everything seemed to be going uh, well. It was just your normal, like every day, um, like rioting outside on broad street, whenever there's like a championship, but then that clip circulated. It was just very, <laughs> very unfortunate. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a very different group. We, I feel like Philadelphia is always the kid brother sister to like New York and the bigger markets and Philadelphia has never gotten over that. And it's uh, not like it shows or anything guys. So <laughs> that's just how we do. Okay. Are you a cursor? You look like you use profanity off camera. I do. I do. So it's like, it's very weird. It's almost like I have two lives. So like the swearing me and it's a lot of swearing. Um, but once I start, I can't really stop. So it's, it's interesting because I remember, uh, watch, there was like a clip of something that I had done and I was like, why do I keep pausing like that? And then I realized, Oh my God, no, that's like where I would normally insert like a curse. And I was like, Oh my gosh. I'm like self-censoring there. Weird. Oh yeah. That's hilarious. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, like any person, like when you go to work, you're not going to kick it the same as you're going to as soon as you punch out the clock. So uh-huh. that's funny. I can tell you, I can tell you're a cursor though. I, the way you spit that Cardi B verse from that <laughs> Super Bowl clip, when you was out, you was in your bag. I was like, oh, she definitely cusses off screen. Oh, <laughs> uh, listen, that isn't even a great representation of my skills. I feel like it was, when I listened to it back, I was like, oh no, is that how I sound when I'm doing this? We used to, uh, when we were in studio, for our Saturday show, Michael Robinson, who's uh, one of the great guys I work with, mm-hmm. he would bring in this gigantic Bose speaker, like carry it in like a child. This thing was huge. <laughs> and he would put it in the studio. And as soon as we went to break, he would just like, I mean, he played the best music and the producers hated it because they would be trying to talk to us and like give us like traffic for what's going on next. And, and all of us are just like dancing, singing, and they're just like, okay, whatever you figure it out then fine. Like, (laughs) but it, uh, that's, that kind of was the culmination of that season because Bodak Yellow was our song because we, in the morning, uh, sometimes it would be like so early and all of us were like, oh my God, like there's not enough coffee. And if our boss would come in and be like, Hey, uh, we're going to need the energy up like a little bit here, guys. Bodak Yellow. And then that would just, that would fix everything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was a great goddamn song. I can't even get mad at it. But 
your Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles, when they won the Super Bowl, like how hard is it to like lower the fan in yourself and be impartial because you're on TV and shit talking about it? Mm-hmm. And, or just like not just fanning out and just being hype and shit on TV? <laughs> well, I mean, I think by the time I got to Super Bowl Sunday that year in Minnesota, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm just going to full on, like, just Man. be a complete homer. Um, but I, as like, and I think this is true for a lot of Philadelphia fans, but for me in general too, in life, I like to set the bar like super low. So then I'm never disappointed. Me too. And, and, and you know what I mean? And it works. And then if anything, I'm just like, oh my God, that's great. I'm surprised because something like worked out well, but especially with the Eagles, because that's just what happens every year. I, I refuse to drink the Kool-Aid. Like even on Super Bowl Sunday, I was like, are you sure that the Eagles are here? Like they, they made it because that season, if you'll remember, Carson Wentz went down in that game against the Rams. And that was the last time that he was really good. It was yeah. 2017. Like he was was in the conversation to be MVP. And then I'm like, Nick Foles is going to come in here. And, and then once, you know, the, the Vikings game in the NFC championship where the Vikings defense just didn't show up for the first time all season, it was so weird. I was like, okay, okay, fine. So I guess the Eagles won the NFC, but you're telling me that Nick Foles is going to beat the Patriots and Bill Belichick and Tom Brady in a Super Bowl? Like, mm, I don't think so. And then, like, as it's happening, we were like, "What is going on?" Yeah, so yeah, that was definitely y'all. Y'all got a Disney movie out of that one. I don't know why Brady has lost Super Bowls to Eli twice and Big Dick Nicholas, but. <laughs> He's got that energy. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy, though. But just a couple years later, and y'all are already back to rebuilding mode. <laughs> what does that feel like? Can you believe that? I, I, I honestly can't believe it, the way that things have deteriorated so quickly. And Doug Peterson, it, it just it feels like he just won that Super Bowl, and he's already gone. gone. And right. who, Nick Sirianni... This I'm I have a lot of questions about this coaching staff. Um, it's a very young coaching staff, so maybe that's a good thing. Um, but maybe the lack of experience is uh, a concern. I think for uh, for me and a lot of people, I think there's I think it'll be really interesting to see how this team progresses because you have so many new pieces and everything that went down the drama with the quarterback situation and getting rid of Wentz and then Jalen hurts. And then everyone lost their minds outside of Philadelphia about Gardner Minshew going there as a backup. But let me just tell you something in Philadelphia, like, the Eagles fans love the backup quarterback. That's just yeah. how it always is. That's how it was. And it will continue to be for years to come. So they're going to love Gardner Minshew no matter what, but I don't, I'm just not, it's so hard to tell what Jalen hurts is going to be like, because the sample size was so small last year and Devonte Smith bringing him in. I thought that was really smart because of the college connection. And if you go back even to, um, Devonta Smith's first college game against Mississippi, him and Jalen Hurts connected on uh, Devonte's first college highlight. It was like a game-winning touchdown with 25 seconds mm-hmm. to go. So they have that history together, and that's a plus. And you consider all of the injuries on top of the drama last year. It was like those two things just like kind of took over the entire team. But I. I am not sure uh, how this whole experiment is going to work. 
to be quite honest. Speaking of loving the backup quarterback, I tr- trust me, as a as a guy who is a Washington fan, we have not had one since Dan Snyder bought the team. The Kirk is the best we've seen here, and we are, we always have our eyes on the backup quarterback, especially right now. Like we got Fitz Magic in the building, but everyone mm-hmm. wants to see Heineke because his electric performance in the playoffs last year, but his sample size is so small. How would you power rank the three quarterbacks in the division that aren't Dakota Rand Prescott, because he's clearly the best quarterback, probably the best player in the division. How would you power rank him? Yeah. All right. So this is interesting because I, I was thinking about Dak too. And I was thinking about the NFC East in general and how Dak's shoulders are literally carrying, like everything sort of rests on Dak's shoulder at this point, because we really, I'm sure he's going to be okay and fine, but we didn't see him at all in the preseason. This is going to be his first live action game coming up against the bucks. So taking that into consideration, that is the best quarterback in the NFC East. And yes, he was incredible last season before he got hurt. And I think that if his shoulder is fine, he's going to pick up exactly where he left off. And he's going to have to, because I don't think that defense in Dallas is really going to be completely revamped. They were a dumpster fire last year. So he's going to have to throw uh, and throw a lot to keep them in games. Obviously they have Ezekiel Elliott too, but I'm going to go Dak. And then um, it's so hard because it's almost like the, the, the next three quarterbacks are like the same. Uh, okay. I will, I will give it to Fitzy next only because Jalen hurts is an unknown commodity at this point. I, I don't know. And Daniel Jones, he could, he could be second if he makes that leap this year. The the front office there did everything that he could possibly want um, besides fix the offensive line uh, oh to, to give him what he needs to succeed. So bringing in Kenny Galladay and drafting Kadarius Tony, which was wild that Dave Gettleman actually traded down in the draft. I think everyone was shocked about that, but mm-hmm. I, I think that, I would have to put Jalen Hurts at the bottom just because I don't know what he's going to be yet. So like kind of, ah, but with a little asterisk there. Hell yeah. I, I feel you on that. But Daniel Jones, <clears throat> he gets a lot of shit because he turns the ball over a lot. But what's scary about Daniel Jones is you can kind of see that he has something to him. And if mm-hmm. he takes a step forward, the Giants are a damn nightmare. They are a nightmare. Minus the fact that they can't protect him. I don't know what they're going to do when our defensive line starts coming downhill <sighs> at them this year. But we haven't beat Daniel Jones since he's come into the league. They've beat us five straight times. So Yikes. I can't really talk too much shit about the Giants right now until we beat them. We got them week two on Thursday night football. So that's going to be the first Thursday night game of the year, right? That's right. I will be there for that. Oh, man. And don't you worry. We will be talking a lot about Daniel Jones and his fumbling problems, especially uh, I-, I was looking at it um, before the show, actually 29 fumbles in two seasons for him. 29 fumbles. That's so bad. It's the most uh, in the league, obviously. So that needs to be fixed. But yeah, having Saquon back will be will be big, I think, for that offense. I'm excited, though, for that first TNF game. Hell yeah, and you can catch Colleen on that, on the pregame for that on NFL Game Day, and that is going to be exclusively on NFL Network. But I just got a couple rapid-fire questions for you before we go. Okay. I'll let you go, because we already went over time. I don't want to keep you too long, but you That's know, the, all conversation, good. the conversation is flowing, so you know it's nothing. <laughs> but all right, I got a couple Philly questions for you. Okay. Philly cheesesteak or Philly soft pretzel? Oh, cheesesteak. Che- I mean, cheese look, steak? they're both good. 
and cheesesteaks uh, sometimes uh, can be a major cliche and people are like, oh my God, really? Like every time there's a national game, you get like the bump to commercial with the guy making the <laughs> cheesesteak. Cheese yeah. But I love a cheesesteak. And every time I go home, I get one. So maybe I'm part of the problem here, but they're delicious and delightful. So I would highly recommend. Okay. So for a peasant like myself that has never had a cheesesteak from Philly, where do you go that's not a touristy destination? Where's the best cheesesteak in Philly? Oh, there, there's a lot. So there's one place uh, called Delisandro's, and that's outside of the city. That's um, in Roxborough, I think. Um, but I like to go to this place called Shanks Pier 40. It's on Columbus Boulevard. And that's where I used to live around the corner. So that's where I go to get my cheesesteaks. It's delicious. And really, it's all about the bread everywhere you go in Philly. Like as long as long as you have good bread, uh, that's where it starts for me. But I would skip Pat's and Gino's. No, Pat's, yeah, I heard those are the tourist. Tra- Everyone gives me that. So I know that's true. Yeah. Philadelphian Bible right there. But <laughs> <laughs> I heard it's not the same if you don't get it with cheese whiz. That true. I actually hate cheese whiz. Really? Uh, I am not a big fan of orange cheese. Like I feel like it's like nuclear orange a lot of times and that weirds me out a bit. So I am classic. I go uh, American cheese with fried onions and that is perfect for me. Sounds amazing. I wish mm-hmm. I could go get one right now. Me too. Which, which is your favorite Rocky flick? All of them? Isn't that the correct answer here? That is not the correct answer. I want to know specifically <laughs> what you're... <laughs> Let's get it. I mean, I... So rock. So sometimes Rocky is uh, is cliche. For, I know that there was like a ton of people that were so upset about the Rocky statue um, being like placed by the art museum and then like they wanted to move it around, but... It's uh, it's iconic because of all of like the different scenes and everything. But I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I can pick, pick a, a Rocky that I uh, love listen, the most. Listen, Rocky Five was not good. No, that wasn't good. <laughs> all right, so so I can tell you that Rocky Five is not it. I would say mine is for just the Ivan Drago one. It was just on a different level than the other ones. Like they were all great, but that one just had the most emotional attachment. Apollo died, and he went over there. He's training like a madman. I love. I love the like montage scenes oh of, of the like the workouts in the wilderness are so oh amazing. <laughs> Lifting up trees and shit. Yes, <laughs> exactly. It. it gets me every time. All right. Favorite Philadelphia group. <laughs> the roots are hauling oats. Oh, come on. Listen, <laughs> that's it's it's obviously the roots that there's only yeah. one answer, but yeah. hollow notes like uh, they, they they're bangers, classic. Though. They're classic, but I mean the roots and uh, you know, we were going back and forth about this yesterday yeah. on Twitter. Twitter. They're, they're probably, they're one of the best things to come out of Philadelphia. They're so iconic and it's amazing because they were, they were so different at the time because they were a band, but they were hip hop too. Yeah. And black thought is he's amazing. He's an alien. Oh my God. I, he's the best freestyle rapper of all time. Like his funk flex freestyle oh. is probably the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life. And, and you can tell he's coming off the top with this stuff. It's, it's insane. Like his breath control is so wild. How, how do you even get to that point? You know, I have no idea. He, like I say, he's an alien. He's definitely an alien. Yeah. But, but there's so many that have come out of Philly, like Meek Mill, Jilly from Philly. You got Jill Scott, mm. Eve. And Erica uh, from Philly. I don't know if she was born in Philly, 
but she's always on like the root stuff. I got to check that because I, I feel like she was born in Dallas. No, I don't know. I thought she Be- was but Beanie Siegel, Freeway. Oh, Beanie, oh yeah, The Rock. Uh-huh. Yeah, for sure. Hell yeah. But I got two more for you. Watch okay. football related. You picked, I seen in y'all's game day preview, you picked us to lose week one, 17 to 16 to the Chargers. Why so? Why do you feel like, and why do you feel like the score is going to be messy? Because I actually think it's going to be a low score too. Okay, so it's definitely going to be a low score. Here is a confession. I'm going to pull back the curtain a little bit here. I had to give my week one picks like a few days ago, and I was not ready to give them. (laughs) And I'm actually doing a show tomorrow on the network that I'm, I'm, it'll air, I think in a couple days or so, but I did like my real picks for the show. And now, and I was like, I, I had emailed my producer and I was like, yo, can I change those game picks? Because like, I wasn't ready. Like, these are my real scores. And he's like, oh man, sorry. They're already up on like YouTube and stuff. So I'm like, what, what are you talking about? So now it's going to look like I'm picking both sides, but for the show, I'm actually picking Washington to win. Uh, because that like your defensive front is so good. And I just, I just can see that causing major problems for Justin Herbert. Sure. He was incredible last season, but I I really like Washington a lot. I love Terry McLaurin. I think that he's probably going to be, he might be one of the, the, the best wide receivers in the entire league this season, considering what he was able to do with Dwayne Haskins, Kyle Allen, Alex and Smith to the players that for the top 100 countdown. Cause they, didn't Oh the so. <laughs> no, the disrespect. Yeah. So, you know, I have to apologize uh, about my week one game picks. There was some confusion and there might be some <laughs> that are not consistent. And the Washington one is one of them. (laughs) Hey, Washington football Twitter. Y'all heard it here first. Colleen did not pick the Chargers. She picked us and that was a typo. We're not going to worry about that. Last one. And I'm gonna let you be on your way. Okay. 2022 NFL season starting next year, the Washington blinks will be starting who at quarterback in week one. I want to know what you think the team name's going to be and who's the quarterback going to be of this football team going into next year. Whoa, that's such a good question. Okay, I this is not a cop-out. I actually really like the Washington football team. I like calling them the football team. I think that it's, I think it's kind of like classic and fun and they should just lean into it and keep it. Uh, I'm not going to be on board if it's like something cheesy. Uh, and I'm just like, I'm really hoping that it isn't because we're going to have to like refer to them as that. I think they should just stick with this Washington football team. It's like a premier club. Like, it's like, you know what you're go, you're, you're sticking with what works. Um, so, and also whenever I see the acronym, I always think it's WTF. WTF. <laughs> oh, yeah, <of> course. <laughs> um, all right. So who's going to be the quarterback next season? Um, wouldn't it be interesting if it was Aaron Rodgers? Oh, my God. I'd cry. <laughs> I, would, I would live stream my tears for the internet to see because I don't know what it feels like to have half of that as a quarterback. Oh, my God, cry. I know, I know. Uh, I, I don't think it will be uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. And I'm not sure. I, I don't want – I think that Washington is going to be good enough this year that they won't have a early draft pick. So I'm not sure it's going to be a rookie either. I think that, I think it will be a vet. I think it will be from maybe a trade. That's what I'm going to, I'm going to go there. Yeah, give me a name though. Speak Rogers into existence for me right now, please. 
All right, let's let's do it. Let's go. Aaron Rodgers is going to be the Washington Football Club's 2022 starting quarterback. Ooh, spicy, spicy. I like it. I'm across my fingers on it. Thank you so much for coming on with me today, Colleen. This was yes. awesome. I appreciate you. Is there anything you want to plug or tell the folks before you go? No, I did just realize that I called them the Washington Football Club, which I think I'm just going to keep doing because it is kind of like a club at this point. Um, but I, uh, I'm going to be at the club uh, for our first <laughs> TNF game. It's the uh, on the 16th. So uh, everybody come check us out. Come hang out with us if you're in the area. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a fun season. I'll be doing good morning football weekend again, um, every Saturday and that comes back on the 11th. So it's going to be a fun season. Hell yeah, that, that's what I'm talking about. Thank you so much. And that's going to do for today's episode of rambling about Washington. Y'all know the deal. Hit subscribe on my channel, rambling with Rio Robinson until next time. Hail to the nameless football team. Deuces. <laughs>